On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk's boredom is our gain as the CEO drops a ton of new Model 3 info, plus our first look at a Model 3 release candidate in action and much more. Welcome, friends. It is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode number 86 for March 26th, 2017. I'm Ryan McCaffrey joining you as always, and uh, it's a big show. I had uh, I'd started to prepare the show on Thursday night, which has become sort of my my rhythm. I start to you know, put my notes together and everything on Thursday and then finalize on Friday and you know pick up anything I might have missed. And then usually I try to record on Friday night to get it out early to the Patreon backers. And then, of course, it goes wide early Sunday morning. Well, this week, <laughs> I didn't have to scrap everything I did on Thursday night, but had a very, very good problem this week. I had a lot more to add to the show. So this week's show is a lot better than it would have been had I recorded it 24 hours ago. And that is because Elon Musk was a busy, busy boy on Twitter. Uh, he was on a flight to Cape Canaveral for a uh, big SpaceX launch coming up, and he found himself in a tweeting mood, and he was very uh, loose-lipped. He was answering lots of questions, uh, tons of tweets, and a lot of huge information, actually. Not just little nuggets, not just little tiny things, but some significant information, most of it pertaining to the Model 3 uh, now this is, I mean, th honestly, this is probably the most uh, newsworthy blast we've had about the Model 3 in almost a year to the day. Like it's, you know, since the reveal itself and then his last major uh, infamous tweet storm, which was the, the day or two after the reveal when he just went on uh, on Twitter and started giving out a whole bunch more information and answering people's questions. So, um, you know, to me, what all this amounts to, which I'm obviously going to get to here in a second, is a bit of hype control. Not that that's what he was seeking out to do, but I think that's how all of us need to take it. Um, you know, a lot of it, we're all, we're all very, very excited about the Model 3, certainly myself included, very uh, eager to get it. You know, we have these these uh, hopes and dreams about how good it's going to be and what, you know, how, it, how cool it is and, and what it's going to do for our lives. And, you know, th that optimism is good. I mean, that's, it's born of enthusiasm. It comes from a good place. But, you know, Elon, in a very matter-of-fact way, I think, really brought us all back down to Earth, pardon the, the phrasing, given Elon's, <laughs> the fact that he was en route to SpaceX for a, for a, or to Cape Canaveral for a SpaceX launch. But, but yeah, I mean, I think he did kind of bring us back down to earth. Again, not that he was trying to do so, but that's that's what I think uh, ultimately one of the takeaways of this is, you know, bringing us back down to earth about what the Model 3 is and what the Model 3 isn't going to be. So the sort of summary version before I get into the specifics are the Model 3 is not going to outperform the Model S, uh, which I didn't think it would. I... I do wonder how close it'll be, but it's also 
uh, almost almost certainly not going to have a HUD, not going to have a heads-up display. And I believe me, I can hear the bubbles bursting out there for a lot of you right now. It will support a roof rack, which I think most of us kind of presumed slash assumed there. The maximum size battery pack, at least at launch, will be 75 kilowatt hours, which is smaller than I would have imagined, but there's a reason for that we're going to get to in a second here, uh, which, by the way, I think the 75 kilowatt hour max probably means that at the car's launch this summer, we're looking at two pack options, not three. Uh, we, we now know that uh, the only cars made this year will be rear-wheel drive cars in order to maximize production efficiency. Uh, we know that the car will have a longer range than the Bolt. Elon was asked about that. We'll get to the specifics soon. But the question is, will, it be, will the base version exceed to the 238-mile EPA range tagged to the bolt, or will it take a battery upgrade to exceed the 230? And I mean, it's it's obvious that the larger battery will. So a little bit of uh, vagueness there yet. We know now that it, the Model 3 will not hit the right-hand drive UK market until next summer. So uh, I hear more, more bubbles bursting <laughs> from my UK listeners. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you're hearing it from me. And just wrapping all this up, from last year, we had already learned that there will be an optional, an optional air suspension, just like on the S. And so I wonder if that's now going to come later as well. And I, uh, we know we had learned last year that there will be three roof options, just like on the Model S. It'll be the same three options, a body roof, uh, an all-glass roof, and a panoramic roof. So again, just like the S. Now... I'm going to take you through Elon's tweet storm, but as your your humble ship's captain here on Ride the Lightning, I have uh, I've I've gone through and basically tried done my best to organize and arrange all of Elon's tweets into what I hope will be a much easier to follow thread than actually going through his timeline and picking everything out yourself. So. Uh, so hopefully this will make sense, whether you're listening in your car, whether you're listening uh, just out and about, wherever you happen to be, hopefully this will, will be useful for you. But it was actually a nice, it was a good thought exercise for me to, to help me make sense of everything and arrange everything too. So Elon says, Model 3 was going to be called Model E, which I actually talked about last week and have talked about before, for obvious dumb humor reasons. Uh, I maintain that it also could have stood for E for everyone, but... He, of course, is referring to S, E, and X as the, as the three cars in the lineup. But it says, so yeah, Model 3 was going to be called Model E for obvious dumb humor reasons, but Ford sued to block it, so now it's S3X, totally different, smiley face. And then someone replied and said, tell them it's part of the sexy. Uh, and that, that prompted Elon to say, oh, Model Y is coming too in a few years. Kind of have to. He's referring to, uh, to, to keep the, the, the goof going with spelling out the word sexy. So uh, for those of you who may have been supremely, uh, I don't want to say, 
uh, supremely optimistic. But for those of you who were just who were hoping that the Model Y uh, was going to be sooner rather than later, it does look like you, you can pencil in 2020 for the Model Y. That uh, 2017 is going to be the initial ramp of the 3, 2018 hopefully ramping up production more, and then 2019 full production, and then we start to see the Y in 2020. Okay, moving along here. Elon says, Model 3 is just a smaller, more affordable version of Model S with less range and power and fewer features. Model S has more advanced technology. Uh, And another tweet that's related, only Model S will have the seven-seater option, more cargo space, plus higher range, acceleration, two screens versus one, auto-extend handles, dot, dot, dot. So here we can, you know... Elon hinted at this on the last conference call. He said that the three is a uh, you know is a is a version is a car like the S, but with fewer bells and whistles than the S. So you know we assumed there would be that the, the three was wasn't going to have a seven seat option because there's no hatchback. There's nowhere to put two rear facing jump seats. More cargo space. Obviously, the S is a bigger car. Higher range and better acceleration. Well, that that's uh, your first hint, which he would he will uh, who would later really make clear that the performance and range of the Model Three will not exceed that of the Model S. Two screens versus one. So again, he reconfirms, just doubles down on the fact that it is going to be one screen, that one landscape 15-inch screen. And then the auto extend handles. We already knew. We already know how the uh, sort of hockey stick handles on the uh, Model Three work. They are flush with the body, but you push in uh, with your thumb on one side, and then the uh, the it, it you know it's it's hinged in the middle, but it's it's flush with the body. But you push in the the right side, the the fatter side, and it brings out the left side, which is a becomes a handle. Okay, so. Uh, Next, he says, or well, not next, next in my timeline, Elon says, I'm noticing that many people think Model 3 is the, quote, next version of a Tesla, like iPhone 2 versus 3. This is not true. And a user, someone asks him, why do you name it this way if brand confusion was inevitable? And Elon states uh, in a self-deprecating way, because I was a dumb idiot and didn't realize at the time that it would cause confusion. Because, of course, he originally wanted to name the car Model E. Uh, he, he notes as well, the Model S produced today is arguably version 4. Let me put it this way. It is the car I will keep driving even after Model 3 arrives. So don't look for Elon to be uh, hauling himself around in the, the 3. He will stick to the S. I mean, he said, too, that he thinks the S is a better sedan than, he, than the X is a crossover. Uh, and he appears to be maintaining his loyalty <laughs> to the S, if that's, if that's a, a, a fair way to put it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, can, I, I see why that's happened. Because, you know, you see if there's a Model S and a Model X, and then you see Model 3, you think, oh, okay, yeah, that's the third generation, that's the the new best thing. So I see why 
that happened, and I, I I don't think I would have caught that ahead of time either. So um, I wonder if he regrets at all changing the the logo. I guess you know it was the Adidas thing. Adidas allegedly was going to come after them for uh, for the three horizontal lines logo. But in any case, I guess what's done is done there. So again, so far, as I take a pause here, we see that, that Elon is, is really, he's not, he's not at all speaking ill of the Model 3. He's not, he's not, but he is downplaying it a little bit, right? He's, he's, he's just saying, hey, listen, the, the Model 3 is, the, is Model S Junior in every way, shape, and form. And that's not a bad thing, but that's, you know, that's how it is. So for those of us that have been letting our hopes and dreams uh, really get out of control, let's, let's, let's all rein it back in a little bit. All right, moving on here. Elon is asked, now this is the one where it hits, hits home for me, and probably a lot of you as well. Elon is asked, will there be a dual motor option? I put a deposit on a three with the hope that there would be, a go, there would be go fast options. And Elon replies saying, yes, but not until next year. Now, we already knew that the Model 3 was going to get an an, uh, all-wheel drive version, a dual-motor version. But this this is a a tough one for a lot of us. No all-wheel drive until next year. Uh, A follow-up question from someone is, first adopters will not have the option of all-wheel drive for the Model 3? And Elon replies, no, we are minimizing configuration complexity to keep the production ramp on schedule. Rear-wheel drive only for early production, just like Model S. Uh, in fact, and then, in fact, our own listener, uh, listener Tim Shelton, who tweets me a lot, got in on it and asked Elon, how will that impact early reservation holders that want to wait for a dual-motor car? And Elon replied to Tim saying, First in line for dual motor as soon as we can make it, which is probably in six to nine months. Now, you're probably wondering what uh, about a million replies to that tweet were wondering, which is, does that mean six to nine months from right now or six to nine months from the start of production? I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I am inclined to think... I don't know. I mean, I guess expect the worst and hope for the best on this, right? You know, six to nine, because the the car is supposed to start production in three and a half to four months, effectively. So are the dual motors really going to come online in month three or five of production? I'm not sure. I, I, I am inclined to think that this is six to nine months after production begins. I am open to your opinions on that, certainly, but regardless, uh, I, have, I have now moved from being increasingly optimistic that I'm going to get my car this year as someone who lives in San Francisco, who camped out overnight for their reservation and, you know, got my reservation in at 10.04 a.m. local time, I thought I was looking pretty good, especially in light of the fact 
that as we all know, it, in the aftermath of uh, the March 31st reveal last year, Elon had said that the higher, higher spec cars will deliver first, which made perfect sense at the time, given that that's how Tesla's done it with the S and with the X. That no longer appears to be the case, at least in so far as what we expected it to, which meant meaning performance and dual motor. That may still be the case with whatever they are offering. So you know, they might they might pump out the max, you know, the the bigger battery rear wheel drive higher option cars first. But there will be no performance and no all-wheel drive out of the gate, which is uh, that's pretty surprising. I know Elon says rear-wheel drive only for early production, just like Model S. Well, the Model S had a the P85. You know, the, a lot of the early cars were P85s, and so the question now is: Is there? Uh, I mean, I, I I think this means no performance model because. Uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll get to that tweet in a second. Elon has asked, will all-wheel drive deliver on time to, or pardon me, deliver in time to benefit from the $7,500 federal tax credit, at least for those of us who lined up on day one? And Elon replies, I believe so. So, you know, they're looking at this. They have forecasts and projections. They know what the, the line is, the, the, what the queue is for Model 3. So we'll see. I mean, this uh, this is probably causing some hand-wringing for a lot of you out there, and I don't blame you for it. Uh, Elon is asked to clarify by uh, with this question, will those waiting for the Model 3 have the option to wait for the all-wheel drive version under their current down payment and agreement? And Elon replies simply, yes. So that would be the category that I fall into, and uh, I know a lot of you fall into. So... Uh, actually, let me just keep this train of thought going. So Elon is then asked, so can we expect in the future a Model 3 P100D smiley face? Curious about acceleration, next year I'll go for Model S. And Elon replies, the shorter wheelbase of the Model 3 only allows for a 75 kilowatt hour pack in Model 3 at current cell slash module energy densities. So that, that is interesting. Uh, I presume he is talking about the 2170 form factor cells because those are, every Model 3 will use, utilize those cells, whereas the S and the X will switch over to them at some point. So uh, I, I, it, it sure doesn't seem like the Model 3 wheelbase and sort of skateboard area is 25% smaller than that of the Model S. We know it's a little shorter and it's a bit narrower, but it seems like a lot. But uh, that that looks like the case right now. So uh, the question then is, is by, are, are they going to wait on a larger pack size to, you know, a, a, a battery upgrade to come around before they introduce that performance model. It is possible. That is entirely possible. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we could, maybe, or are we going to be looking at P75Ds that take a bit of a range hit compared to the 
seven, regular 75D, you know, what's the 75, what's the rear-wheel drive 75 going to do range-wise uh, if the base version is around, you know, let's just say for now the 215 miles uh, that it was initially promised at the March 31st event. And let's say that's approximately a 55 kilowatt hour pack. Uh, so 75 kilowatt hour pack, you know, you're probably looking at, oh, a good, probably 275 to, you know, 285, maybe somewhere in there, just, just guessing. But, uh, but you know, will, will a, a, an 85 eventually come down the pipe? to uh to facilitate the performance model or is the 75 going to be what what powers the performance model very very interesting questions a lot to think about here so the performance version not coming around uh, oh sorry i didn't read that Uh, that's the next tweet here this this is another big one elon said or rather elon is asked is there going to be a performance three would love to see the power of a Model S with the light weight of a Model 3. Now remember that, again, in the tweet storm after March 31st, Elon did say that, of course, there would be a ludicrous mode, Model 3. So we knew there would be a performance version. But what we now know is this. Elon answers, yeah, probably a year from now. S will still win on acceleration due to having more space for a larger battery. Uh, so actually, you know, that, that even, I didn't even put this in my notes, that is going to make me go back and revise what I said earlier about the six to nine months for all wheel drive. I think he means six to nine months from right now. If performance is a year, he does specifically say a year from now. So that's March around March of 2018 because six to nine months from the start of a July production on all-wheel drive would put it at about, uh, you know, January to March, April. So I have to figure that the perf- as soon as all-wheel drive comes around, performance will probably come around as well. So there you go. Uh, if, if, like me, you're hoping, uh, planning, wanting the performance version, you're looking at spring of 2018, at the least, depending on your, your place in line, I suppose. Uh, moving along, continuing on the performance thread here, Elon has asked, so if I want a sub-11 second quarter mile run, I'm going to need an S? And Elon says, yes, Model S will always be the fastest Tesla until next-gen Roadster, which is a few years away. So uh, nothing, nothing new there, just Elon confirming that the S is going to be the top dog, uh, but that the Roadster is coming. And he says a few years away. Well, the Model Y is a few years away as well. Of course, it's not to say they couldn't both happen on a similar time frame because the Y is going to be mass-produced, but you know the, the Roadster is effectively going to be a limited production, almost a side project, I would say, for the for the design and engineering teams. Because you know, there, there's just, I have to think there just aren't going to be too many of, of the next-gen roadsters made. I mean, there'll be more made than 
than of the original Roadster, of which there were only about 2,500 built. But uh, I suspect, you know, if the if the three, <laughs> if they're producing half a million threes a year, you know, you're, you'd be looking at maybe, what, five to 10,000 road, Roadsters a year? I mean, I don't know what the demand would be like, and it'll depend on pricing and performance and all this, but in any case, it's a few years out for the Roadster. Elon has asked, will the Model 3 use any significantly new technology that has yet to be introduced to the S or X? And Elon sort of, again, continuing on the point he was making on the conference call uh, recently saying, nothing majorly new that a consumer would notice. Lots of new tech in the design and production process, though. Uh, so this, you, that's another sort of blow to the HUD hopes right there, you know, because a, a consumer would very much notice a heads-up display. So uh, there's that. And then another another Twitter user. One more thing. Please tell me the Model 3 offers more range than the Chevy Bolt. And Elon replies, Oh, so little faith. Meaning, uh, ye, oh, ye of little faith. But again, the question is, is that going to be the base $35,000 version? Because the, you know, the, the Bolt only comes in with one battery option. That's it. There's no... There's no larger upgrade. There's no larger battery pack for the uh, for the Bolt. So, uh, of course, the 75 kilowatt hour car is going to have better range than the Bolt. But will the base model uh, end up exceeding the Bolt's 238 miles of EPA rated range? So, I, I think there's still a bit of mystery there. Moving along, so does this mean no heads-up display in Model Three? How will Tesla handle speedometer and instrument cluster information? Elon answers, The more autonomous a car is, the less dash info you need. How often do you look at the instrument panel when being driven in a taxi? So, uh, again, sort of throwing some cold water on the HUD, on the idea of a HUD without, out, without specifically saying it doesn't have one. And Electrek's own Fred Lambert saying, but you can't build a car with that mindset today considering autonomous software releases dependent on regulatory approval. And Elon says, it still has one display. So suggesting again there will not be a HUD and that it will instead tell you what you need to know on that 15-inch landscape screen. And here's the bad news for uh, my friends on the other side of the Atlantic. When will the right-hand drive versions be on the road in the UK? Elon says, should be summer next year. Sorry, really wish we could get RHD done sooner. We truly are working as fast as we can. And on the sort of smaller note, someone did sneak in a trunk question. Can one fit a larger, uh, pardon me, can one fit a large cooler in the trunk of the Model 3? Have this issue with most sedans, such as C-Class A4, and 3 Series, and Elon says, I think so. Uh, and then the, uh, the last one I wanted to leave you with was someone said, can't wait to see a Tesla semi-truck beat sports cars at 0 to 60, and Elon says, no problem, smiley face. So a lot, a lot in there. Uh, again, to recap, uh, the... Performance Model 3 
will not outperform the Model S. It will not be available until next spring. The Model 3 is probably not going to have a HUD. It will support a roof rack. The max maximum battery pack, at least out of the gate, will be 75 kilowatt hours. The only cars being produced for, the, for uh, at least the next six to nine months will be rear-wheel drive cars. The Model 3 will have a longer range than the Bolt, but we don't know whether that's in the base model or in the 75 kilowatt hour version. Obviously, obviously it will be the 75 kilowatt, but don't know if that's also the base version. And it won't hit right-hand drive markets such as the UK until next summer. So there you have it, a ton of new Model 3 information. Elon Musk, uh, very kind with his time and his access on, uh, on Twitter as he was en route to Cape Canaveral. So, uh, yeah, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this. Again, feel free to call in to the Ride the Lightning hotline. The toll-free number, if you want to talk about any of this, is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. Or you can record your question on your smartphone and email it to me. Uh, the email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Moving on with the rest of this week's Tesla stories, the first in in the tweet storm, by the way, was the first video of a release candidate Model 3 in action. Uh, It's only about six seconds long. It's just the car doing a quick sprint from zero. It's really hard to tell much of anything on this. The quality is very low. It's It's a Twitter video. There's barely any light. It's either dawn or dusk at uh, what looks like Tesla headquarters in Palo Alto. And all of that that I just said, the the, the low quality, the bad lighting, probably on purpose so that people can't glean too much information. Now, the car, the release candidate is black, and the wheels on it, appear now this this is this is a guess on my part i cannot verify this at all but they looked like they were a tad smaller than the 20 inch wheels that we saw uh up close and personal on the alpha prototypes or and and that we have seen on the alpha prototypes the car has only ever been shown with 20 inch wheels but these just just looking at the video and pausing it and looking at the sort of amount of tire wall uh it these looked a little smaller. I, I might be, I could be wrong, could just again, could be the lighting, could be anything, but these did look a bit smaller. Now, many people, uh, many comments I've seen about this, uh, they, a lot of people swear that the nose, the front end has been tweaked. Now, the front end, that nose was very controversial at the time of the reveal. It's, uh, it's very distinct. You know, there's, it's, uh, there's, it doesn't have the, the, the same sort of lip, that, that T logo Tesla lip thing that the S and the X have. Instead, it was just all flat painted surface with the T logo on the top of the hood. So, or the top of the frunk, I guess, as it were. So I don't know. I mean, it's, I looked at the video a lot. It's, again, the lighting's so bad and the car is a dark color that it's, it's really tough to know for sure. It does seem like something is a bit different because just looking at 
good pictures of the three of the the alpha prototype you know it's it's got the sort of very distinct lines where it almost comes up into this blunted nose and it, it does seem like that shape may have changed a tad on the release candidate but we don't know for sure yet this this question could get answered as soon as next show if these start hitting the streets and getting photographed then we'll really have probably have a much better idea unless they start wrapping the front ends of the cars but uh but take a look at it. It's on Elon's Twitter feed. It, it, you know, if you want to see the car in action, why not? Even though, as I said, I'm going to warn you, it's not a good quality video. Next this week, Elon had also mentioned, by the way, I kept this separate from the other stuff, but for you Tesla owners, Elon says to look for the long-awaited 8.1 software release coming up uh, early this week, Tuesday or Wednesday, he is targeting. And that is expected to bring with it some UI improvements in the car, including a Linux kernel upgrade that should hopefully turn the car's built-in web browser into something that's actually useful, because it is absolutely not useful at all right now. I've, I've used it on a number of occasions, but boy, it is slow. <laughs> you just take out your phone and it's 10 times faster, but uh, hopefully that Linux kernel upgrade, which, uh, which of course the car is, the OS is built off of Linux, that will do the trick as far as uh, zipping up, getting that, getting that browser a little zippier. And hardware two cars, by the way, may also be getting an autopilot feature update. And I just want to remind you folks, uh, if you are anticipating this upgrade, remember that this is Elon time. Elon time is uh, not always the same as the clocks and dates and calendars that the rest of us look at. Uh, next up, uh, longtime Tesla analyst Adam Jonas, who works for Morgan Stanley, he made some waves this week. Got his name around by uh, with an extra bullish statement on the Model Three, saying that uh, the Model Three might be the safest car in the world by quite a wide margin. He says, "Quote: We think the Model Three will feature hardware and software that provide a level of active safety." that could significantly lead all other cars on sale today and could, if the company achieves its goal, be an order of magnitude, i.e. 10 times safer than the average car on the road. According to nearly every OEM we talk to, safety is the number one determinant of car purchases. Look for safety to be the aha moment for this car due to launch this year, end quote. Big words. I mean, that's that's some that's some uh, real big talk from Adam, who is, of course, uh, you know, been a been a Tesla bull his long uh, for a long time. But you know, it, it, I mean, I I think that's great, and I hope that's true. You know, the the Model S pretty well already does this, but I do I definitely get what Adam is saying. I mean, he's saying that between the Model 3's volume compared to the Model S, and the advancements of autopilot, that it's going to have a just massive effect on the car industry. And what's cool is, that's just one iron Tesla has in the fire with, with the Model 3. Because remember, with the S, they made a car that was awesome. It was so awesome you had to have it, and it just happened to be electric. The same thing could very well happen with the three 
And maybe safety is the big catalyst for those sales, that people will buy the car primarily for its safety record, and it'll just happen to be an electric car. Maybe that's, you know, that's, uh, that's part of the Tesla secret, I guess, is don't, don't sell them an electric car because it's electric. Sell them an electric car because it's awesome and they have to have it and it happens to be electric. I wish more automakers would take that approach, honestly. A couple more stories this week. A new JD Power survey suggests that Model 3 customers won't be as forgiving of bugs and problems as Model S and X owners. Kathleen Risk, the director of global automotive consulting at JD Power, said, quote, when consumers buy a mass market car priced around $35,000 that will be their primary mode of transportation, the degree of expectation will increase immensely. We've seen that with other well-liked brands, whether or not it involves an electric vehicle. And uh, she notes, regarding Model S and X owners, Tesla owners see themselves as pioneers who enjoy being early adopters of new technology. Spending $100,000 or more on a vehicle that has so many problems usually would have a dramatically negative effect on sales and brand perception. Right now, though, Tesla seems immune from such disenchanted customers, end quote. I'll tell you, I, you know, I don't think this is unique to the three. I think it's true of any buyer right now. I don't think any Tesla buyer right now, whether they're getting an S, an X, or a 3, is particularly, is necessarily super forgiving of bugs and problems. You know, because Tesla is well past the early adopter stage, even if, even if we're going to look back on this uh, moment in history as the early adopter days when we're taking the 10,000-foot view of automotive history. But, you know, the, the S is a pretty rock-solid car now. The X is getting there. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not sort of discounting her statement here, but um, I do think that it's just it's not necessarily quite as... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well... I don't know. I guess I, I maybe I'm discounting it a little bit. I'm I'm not invalidating it. I just maybe think there's not quite as much there as JD Power's survey suggests. But we'll see. I mean, it's the, the it's going to be interesting to see how people react to any issues that will crop up in those early Model Threes, which of course is why the very early batches of them are going to go all to friendlies, whether. It's an employee or a, an existing Tesla owner. Uh, here, I thought this was an interesting little tidbit. New Model 3 Reservation Holder Survey uh, by Ben Sullins, who runs a YouTube channel called Teslanomics. He did a survey that's, uh, of Model 3 Reservation Holders that suggests autopilot and a bigger battery are going to be the most popular options people select. Uh, he used data from about 4,000 Model 3 reservation holders all in the U.S. on his website, which is, uh, or well, on his, his voluntary uh, tracker, which is model3tracker.info. And he also got uh, some people in Canada and Europe as well. And some, here's, so, here's some interesting points highlighted in that data. It says, in the U.S., 87% of the reservation holders participating in the survey say that they want to add at least one option, 
meaning that only 13% plan on buying a bare-bones Model 3 for $35,000. Well, that's no surprise. Elon himself said that uh, a while ago that he believes the average sale price of the Model 3 will be about $42,000. The most popular option in the survey is Tesla's Autopilot. Uh, 67% of respondents say they want that feature. So... Uh, that's also not a surprise. Now, what I what I want to just add here is is uh, not again. I'm not disputing anything or discounting anything, but I just want to add some context to this. So you have to remember that this data is coming from a voluntary database and one that's very likely to be populated largely by hardcore Tesla enthusiasts like you and I. So, you know. Again, while I'm not in any way looking to invalidate Ben's data, I think it's worth pointing out what lens this survey is looking through. You know, this is your your mom or your aunt or your cousin or your brother that might have a three on reserve from just sort of hearing about the hype is is uh, who you know maybe is just going to go ahead and get that bare bones car. That's not the kind of buyer that is probably going to be logging on to to uh, model3tracker.info and, and inputting this kind of information. But we'll see. I'm sure that the truth will lie somewhere in between. Uh, finally this week, there was one more thing I wanted to add. Uh, in fact, we've got, this show's running so long, I think we might actually skip the hotline this week and just save it for next week, uh, because again, thanks Elon Musk for providing so much, so much good ammo here. Uh, and but this is important. This a listener. I'm probably gonna get this name pretty wrong pronunciation wise, and I apologize. I apologize. I'm gonna do my best. Uh, Claudio Petre. Ugh, I hope I. I hope I'm close. He's from Romania. And he writes in with what uh, is a very important public service announcement. So I'm just hoping that, you know, I don't expect that I have a lot of uh, R- Romanian listeners, but I hope that people from Tesla are listening to this who might be able to investigate this further. He writes in and tells me, We are contacting you because we need your help in spreading the news to Tesla that the Romanian government, specifically the Environment Ministry, has announced the launch of the replacement car program for the period uh, covering 2017 to 2019 with a 10,000 euro incentive for the acquisition of a new electric car. In order to receive that incentive, the company uh, uh, car slash dealer must register to the Environment Ministry by the end of the year in order to qualify for the next year program. Please help us spread the word to Tesla that in Romania, we need a store by the end of the current year so that Model 3 reservation holders can qualify for the 10,000 euro incentive in 2018. He, he adds, we are about 1,000 Model 3 reservation owners in Romania. Well, I guess it'd be tough for him to know that, but nevertheless, that's uh, neither here nor there. That is a lot of money, and that is a, that is a heck of an incentive. So Tesla... If you guys are listening, please take a serious look at this market. I mean, I know that you're a business and you have to determine the viability of entering each region. You're a young company that's, you know, very careful with there are not profits pouring out of your ears just yet. 
and you've got to be very selective about your resources. But you know, if you've if you have already or will take a look at Romania, and if the numbers are close, maybe this information helps nudge you towards giving a green light to a Romanian store to help uh, help that region, help that country get some really nice incentives and gets uh, on on uh, model 3s and get some more EVs on the road. All right. That is enough yapping from me. My goodness, I have talked for 43 minutes straight according to my recorder's counter. So, uh, I am going to skip the ride the lightning hotline this week, but uh I've already got some good calls queued up for next week and I expect I'm going to get plenty more this week. From those of you looking to chime in on everything that happened uh, this week with uh, with all the Model 3 info. So, again, I highly encourage you to call in to the Ride the Lightning hotline, whether you want to record something on your phone and email it to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to go ahead and utilize the Ride the Lightning hotline, which is at the toll-free number of 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-8752. And I want to thank lifeonrecord.com for providing the Ride the Lightning hotline. So fill it up. Get in there. Let me hear what you have to say. Are you devastated Are you uh, with the all-wheel drive and performance delays? Are you psyched because you weren't going to get either one of those? So maybe you move up in the line a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you, yeah, I mean, for me, again, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right, with the... I don't think I said this earlier, but you know I am disappointed because I was getting more excited to get my car this year, but this does give me more time to save up and maybe give me a better chance at the performance version, which I've been you know hoping for, but by no means was definitely financially ready to do. So uh, and then the other you know the, so again, you look at so the upside, more time to save. The other upside, and I, I mean no disrespect to people who will be earlier in line now, but you know, hey, this, the reality is that uh, if I definitely want to hold out for all-wheel drive, I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to do that. But regardless of whether or not I can end up getting performance, if I have to wait a bit, not only can I save up more money towards the down payment, but Hopefully, some more bugs will be shaken out of the cars with a you know a later VIN number you know with a, as as some time has gone on. So those are not bad things. Now the bad things for me personally are the continued depreciation of my current car. You know whether how exactly how much more it's going to depreciate in an extra, let's say six to nine months or so. That's Maybe it's negligible, but well, the car will turn a year older. You know, my uh, my it's a my car is an 06, so by getting rid of it in 2018 rather than 2017, it's a year older, a, a model year older at least, if not a, a literal actual year older. So that's a downside. And then the other big downside is uh, I, hopefully I will not have to put more money into my existing car. You know, I've, I've chronicled my, my uh, ICE expenses in, in recent times of, uh, 
you know, I did the anyway. I, I you know, I've, I've had a few thousand dollars worth of just age-related stuff that just had to be done. So uh, I'm hoping that I won't have to put new tires on this car again or do any other significant work to it. So we'll see. It's so it's it's always it's pluses and minuses. It's trade-offs. Uh, we'll see what happens. But again, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts to this uh, big new Model Three information. Uh, I will be right back. I need to take a breather. I need to drink a water. Boy, I've been I've been yapping for 47 minutes straight. Quick break, and I'll come back and wrap things up for you right after this. All right, I want to start by thanking abstractocean.com. As I mention each and every week, they are kind enough to provide a coupon code for listeners of this show, 20% off your order. They've got Tesla accessories both for you and for the car, so whether you're an owner or not, there's uh, something of interest there for you. So if you find yourself on Abstract Ocean and you want to buy something, be sure to enter in the coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout to get your 20% off discount. Uh, the referral code, if you are buying a Model S or Model X, I want to thank Jeff from California for providing the referral code. Uh, get yourself $1,000 off of your Model S or Model S per- Model X purchase by using this referral code. Type this into your browser, ts.la slash Jeff2311. That's Jeff, J-E-F-F. I want to thank the Patreon producers, the very kind folks that support my efforts here on Patreon at the the $20 or higher level each month. They are Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, ZL Klein, David Brander, Nick Hoffman, Jonathan Wales, John Waltower, Scott Gillis, Michael Lucas, Alexi Heft, David Kittle, Lisa Kaz, Michael O'Prey, Logan Willis, Matthew Para, Michael Lester, John E. Ford, Robert Miracle, and Kyle Stover. You can uh, follow, uh, and if you want to check out the Patreon, by the way, if uh, you want to maybe think about contributing something, the Patreon site is at patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. The show email address, if you want to email me, it's teslapodcast at gmail.com. Check out Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter. It's a nice daily, uh, weekly digest sent out every Friday. You can sign up for that for free at teslaweekly.com and teslarati.com. Gene and the crew there do an excellent job of staying on top of the day-to-day Tesla news scene. Most of you subscribe to the show. That's the easiest way to get it because then it just auto-downloads to you each time there's a new episode, which of course is each and every Sunday. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, or grab the RSS feed at the show's hosting site, which is teslapodcast.libsyn.com. Libsyn spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. For a snoring Maggie the Boxer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. A big week of Model 3 news. This I probably should have just titled this the Model 3 episode, but I suppose that's going to happen a lot. <laughs> so I don't want to, I guess I shouldn't burn that title yet, so I'm not going to. But in any case, thank you all so much. Happy electric motoring, and I'll see you back here next week. <laughs>